0: Hello and welcome to the Unofficial Controller Podcast, your weekly gaming podcast. Episode 22, Mario Kart The Retrospective. With me, George, and as always joined by Tom, Blue Shell, to my blue movie. How's it going? (laughs) I'm okay, mate. How are you? I am very well, thank you. Excellent. Um, Before I ask you what you've been playing, and then you probably forget to ask me what I've been playing, it's time to put out an all-points bulletin Because we got dragged into Lord Ponslebury's office this week.
1: It's not good news, is it? It's
0: not good news, no. Lord Ponslebury's threatened to axe the show. Um, He's
1: a a, a titan of industry, isn't he? And he's not happy.
0: He's not happy. He's seen that we've wasted an awful lot of his money on a mediocre podcast.
1: Well, we are up to good. According to the fans, we're now from mediocre to good. Yes, we're just a good podcast.
0: We're a good podcast. Um, no, we
1: tried explaining that to him, and he wasn't happy. No, it, was he? he
0: just said rookie numbers. He slapped him in the face, left yeah. a red welt on his on his face. Mumsy wasn't happy. Yep. Caused some emotional family tears, drama. didn't it? Yeah. And tears, drama. Mm-hmm. So we made a promise to Lord Ponsilbury that we would unite the unofficial controller army.
1: Unite the banners.
0: We would stand tall, shoulder to shoulder. We would look to our fan base and ask you to like and subscribe wherever you find this show. But we're talking about the podcasting hosts. We want to have a run at the iTunes top 10 again, Tom, don't
1: we? We do, yeah. Last time, time.
0: we got close, but we didn't slip in, did we? No. No. just
1: fell a little bit short. 13th, that's not bad. That's a good crack.
0: That's the 12th least popular show in the UK. Not doing bad for ourselves. But we think we can do the top 10 with your help. But the thing is, as we've worked out, we need extra listens. We need extra subscribes. Now we know the Unofficial Controller Army goes out there, puts things in their bios on Instagram, push out pages, do all that. We appreciate that. Keep doing it, but do it some more. We need to attract, we need to almost quadruple the unofficial controller army. We do. We want to be able to mount nighttime raids with the unofficial controller army. We want enough of you out there that we can do daring <laughs> commando raids uh, and all sorts of crazy stuff. It also means there's going to be more people to play with on the social media.
1: Yeah, exactly. More people
0: to go, oh we're, my we're, goodness, that's a great uh, haul in listener Stingray.
1: We've already seen like fan interaction with um, all the listeners interacting with each other, which is great. Um, seeing comments on... Other people's Let me ask you this
0: question, Tom. Can you ever have enough friends? No. Then tell everybody. Bring them here. Tom, what's the main message? We don't, we don't charge for the show. Like, subscribe,
1: leave a review on whatever your podcast format is. And then
0: share the hell out of any of our pictures or pictures that you make of ours, of yeah. us, all over your social media. Lower yourself. Almost enter the skin trade. That's what we're looking for. Anyway, Tom. Enough groveling. Pick your begging bowl up. We've done right by Lord Ponslebury. We've kind of left it there for the fans. Lord Ponslebury needs to see some traction for his investment.
1: Can, Can I tell Herr Crowther to take the shotgun away from me now? Yes. Excellent.
0: Good. Bye. Herr Crowther, gamekeeper of the Ponslebury estate. Exit stage left. With his shotgun now broken over his left arm. No chance of that going off, but it was closed. And aimed threateningly at Tom's rather large Egon-like barnet. <laughs> <laughs> Tom. Uh, right. For the wave, that wave of new listeners. Uh, before that we'll t- get next week. That we'll get, well, every week we pick up a wave, but mm. we won't bore them with that. Or we've already bored them, so it's already become part of the show. It has, yeah. And next week we want to be here, so we need, we need some fan action. We, we need some fan action because boy if he pulls that cable out the wall, there's no going back in. The green screen's gone. All of it's gone. Yeah, Mumsy's out on the streets, yeah. earning money the way she used to. And we're not playing the latest gaming consoles anymore. We're playing like a, a third-rate hokey-cokey. It looks like a Game Boy, but when you turn it on, you're very disappointed sort of 50 in one thing that you get from skeggy thinking it's going to be amazing (laughs) and it's worse than a video of C-Fax from 20 years ago (laughs) tom how does this show break down what happens first
1: uh so first up i'm going to ask you what you've been playing no first
0: we do a great big long begging section
1: oh we're doing that everywhere now why why not
0: until is appeased i dare not not okay he's hit me once before and he also confiscated some toys Mm. you don't want to see a grown man cry no
1: so yeah we do the after the begging after the begging yes what have you been playing we then move into the news yes uh, and then the feature yes uh, then the listeners stingray
0: the number one part the of the pick-ups. show we ought to do some more begging at listener stingray because that's when most of them arrive yeah, <laughs> yeah. we'll do some more begging then. <laughs> we'll do begging um, at listener stingray
1: and then we close out with uh, the new releases aka stingrays boot then what? Oh, we do, if we're it's polite. It's only
0: the 21st episode, Tom. You know.
1: If we're polite and remember, uh Nothing's ask changed what here. we're hoping to play.
0: Yes, we're hoping that you will find almost a Pavel's dog type scenario with the format of the show. Uh, although, we're willing to change it if you don't like it. But I think for now, we'll keep we it We still as it is. really
1: want to have some feedback on if there's any particular part you really enjoy the show and if there's any you don't like. We're not going to be offended. We'd rather make a show for I you, will the be. fans. Well, if the fans speak, your favourite part of the show will go. It's their show. It's their show. We've said this all along. Yeah. We're just custodians of it. Exactly. What so. other, other third-rate
0: podcast, Tom, interacts with the fans just like we do? No. This is not an ego trip, is it? Zero. It's it's the community. If only we were a bit better with tech, we could record sound bites and then... The listeners, instead of me putting on a voice,
1: done an ample job. One day we might work work towards that. Yeah, right, let's move on. Uh, what have you been playing this week?
0: I have fallen deeper into a Yakuza black hole than I thought possible.
1: I thought you were going to say Minecraft, so I'm quite relieved. I've not played that. (coughs) Good. And then I ask him what he's been playing. It's Red Dead Redemption Two and Overwatch. <laughs> but that's
0: absolutely fine. I've played Minecraft three times and I'm banned. Uh, yeah, I've been playing more Yakuza. Can't get enough of it. The good thing about Yakuza Kiwami is that they've actually. I don't. I never. As I've said many times, I didn't. I've never played Yakuza Two on PS Two. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't think this extra Majima story that we're getting now, Gorō Majima, was in the original. But they've they've done this extra set of uh, hour long chapters for the character with the, the eye patch, patch. Yeah. do you remember me talking about him before yeah I've
1: seen him on that and there was
0: some sort of unanswered questions from Yakuza 0 right but now these start to answer themselves a bit more very yeah. very oh cool although I thought Yakuza 0 was set in the 80s and some of the things that happened in this one which I think set in 2005 or 6 yeah no one's aged <laughs> maybe one of the listeners can get in touch with me and explain to me what I'm missing here but no one's aged all the shops look the same either in the 80s or now um, people barely have aged at all like there's a, a character that I've just met in the second chapter the end of the second chapter of the Goro Majima story uh, who looks exactly like she did yeah. in Yakuza 0 mm-hmm. so was that in the 80s or not? because I'm confused
1: mm, Maybe not. maybe not
0: anyway I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm looking forward to getting that finished and then downloading... I don't know whether to play my PS3 copy of Yakuza 3 in this, in this saga of Yakuza that I'm putting everyone through and myself, or whether I should download this new version for the PS4.
1: Treat yourself.
0: I have some news for the fans on that, though. You can only buy... I
1: thought you could get the game separately. Uh, we discussed this last week, so it's you good You can't clarification so you can't buy them individually no gotta buy the set you buy the set and I wanna buy the physical set as well mm. still good so now I that. enter okay so do it
0: over a hundred pounds to own the games twice
1: if you are in a big a fan as you say in
0: some cases four times
1: <laughs> I think you're a big enough fan
0: I'm getting to be I'm a bit gutted I, I, I was saying this to someone the other day when I first sort of got into it or back into it in our local CEX before Finster Games shut it down, there was a Yakuza <laughs> 6 box set that came with the glass and some coasters and some granite uh, whiskey chillers, granite uh, whiskey stones. Very nice. And I look back and i like, why? Why didn't I buy that?
1: I'm actually drinking a, a Japanese whiskey right now. Suntory.
0: well I'm driving the show so I'm not willing once again as a passenger Tom you can drink to your heart's content he lets me have a good time <laughs> he's a good man he comes everything's prepared he takes the money from Lord Ponsonbury off the mantelpiece money I've not been taking because the show's not been earning mm. and he's drinking expensive Japanese whiskey and I have to stay sober to drive the show you do i That's
1: That's tell you, you what the best thing about being co-host Or like the secondary? Who, I'm the secondary? No, I'm the co-host. Oh. You're like the anchor, like the lead host.
0: I'm that big heavy weight that just sinks every (laughs) time he gets deployed. (laughs) Anyway. Tom, um, it's only right and fair that I ask you, possibly for the last time, what have you been playing?
1: I have been playing more Fire Emblem Three Houses about 45 hours in. Are you happy that your final possible final ever? What you've been playing
0: is uh, you talking about Fire Emblem Three?
1: Or is there any other games you Look might at want to you. mention? Baiting the words out of my mouth. I've been playing Overwatch, and we've got some news coming up about that. In the news section. Oh, that's uh, why you didn't
0: reveal to me that yes. that small Otherwise, edition. you would have
1: not allowed me to put it in the script, but it's too late no. now.
0: Well, seeing as you've mentioned that, Tom, which one of our hardcore listeners that have made themselves known to us has won a half-eaten pork pie? Uh, Game Boy Matty. Hmm. Hopefully Game Boy Matty's developed some front teeth to bite through the thick hide have said half-eaten pork pie
1: if not there's a half box of Italian breadsticks his choice his choice half-eaten or the box has been cut in half <laughs> half-eaten
0: half-eaten as in someone's taken a breadstick and eaten all of it and consumed it or they've ate half of the breadstick and spat said half-eaten breadstick in the, in the
1: box no no it's been digested
0: it's been digested. And digested so the box as well
1: pooped Anyway, we're rambling. You're confusing me,
0: and you're rambling. Is that all you've been playing? Yeah. Well done, Game Boy Matty, on winning that uh, small half-eaten pork pie.
1: Yeah, not had much time this week, so um, I'm looking forward to my pick-up on Friday or Saturday, which we'll get to in the releases, but uh, yeah, just stay watching. We, the, we might not.
0: This week. There's only 50p in the electric meter. Is there? Mm-hmm. Oh. Listen, listeners, you came here for some sort of gaming news, i Goodness knows why you came here, but uh, we've scoured the very darkest region of the internet to bring you the latest stories. I won't read that, but I will read that. It's time to remember how good you used to be at games. The Collection, titled Disney Classic Games, Aladdin and the Lion King, has been announced. has some neat features in addition to the ports themselves. Multiple versions of the game will be included, with the exception of the SNES version of Aladdin, it being a different game and all. You'll be able to skip to any part of the game you like and then hop into the action. Tom, good feature for the not-very-good gamers like you and I. <laughs> a rewind feature that will instantly retry tricky sections too. Uh, and they talk of a museum mode with concept art and even a rare playable trade demo. Uh, which must have been at E3 or something. Uh, for, it's included for good measure. The collection will be available digitally and physically at retail on the 29th of October for, at the moment, we've only got $29, but I'm sure it'll either be £29. Uh, and that's available, as far as I'm aware, for PS4,
1: Xbox and Switch. Tom, thoughts on that? Yeah, so this started out as a rumour today. Um, and as, of course, we've always got a finger on the pulse. And we, in, the uh, pulse. The, in the pulse. In the pulse. In the pulse we clarified now that it's had an official reveal trailer with all this info I'm a bit wary of that price point is That's it now that steep. we announced
0: James the work experience boy who's coming in
1: and doing the news and the scripts now no because he might not be around next week oh, yeah. no I haven't told him not. no <laughs> Okay, keep James under wraps, Young James. Young James. James, he's done well though
0: there because he's he he's gone from yeah he's gone from rumor. He's stepped it up and he's backed it up with facts. Yeah, it's one of the reasons why he got the um, show. That well, and he can type.
1: So we've discussed before the difficulty of the Lion King. I think that uh, rewind or fast forward feature is really good, um, mm. but will it take a bit of the playability out of it? Of like, oh, one more go, I just try and get past that bit where you can just go. Meh. I'll just skip that bit. If you've got if they're gamers with
0: your patience, i.e., back in the day they'd have had a guide in every cheap book under town. <laughs> yes, I'd imagine so. <laughs> if they show patience and resilience, strength, intestinal fortitude, they will continue without using this this cheap, nasty feature. little rewind and fast. But forward that's
1: uh, the price point is very steep. I think for those, even with those extra features, they're not. I was going to argue with you that the price was very good. How much are they on the retro market? Do, would you know offhand? Probably about £15 each. Oh, so not bad. Then you got to buy the console if you ain't got it. Yeah. And this is okay. like a,
0: a remastered Blu-ray re-release, isn't it? You know, they've, they're very nicely presented. There's yeah. the art section. There's uh, the extra play So they're going to be like a
1: HD image
0: quality. I think, I it's think if you imagine if you were just playing a, a Mega Drive on RGB, I don't imagine it's going to be any better than that. Mm. It's not probably even that possible to upscale it much further than that. Cool, Are uh, you gonna pick it up.
1: You own both, I think, don't you? On Mega Drive, so yeah.
0: In fact, a good message out there on Insta today was, uh, "What other game would you like to have seen included?" And I was racking my brain to think what could they have included. And the only two I could come up with was uh, actually there's three other Disney games. There was uh, Pinocchio, yeah. Toy Story, um, and Jungle yeah, the Toy Book. Story one was cool. There was Jungle Book as oh, well. Okay, so the if they'd wanted to do a three-way, but let's face it, the well, games that are remembered and lauded as being the absolute killer Disney apps back in the day were these
1: two, weren't they? I feel like they've done well as with that is because they, uh, you've got the Mega Drive Mini coming out with a great selection of titles, two that you'd really want on there, but probably because of licensing issues and such aren't, are now going to be available, so good news. Yeah, uh, I'll take the next one if that's all right.
0: Here's the wheel of the show. Just make sure you don't blow over two on the breathalyser, Tom. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Empty your Ashen tray. PlayStation owners feeling a little smug. Even though it's been a year, it's time to let the station have a go at Ashen. Coming to PlayStation 4 on 9th of December after it spent a year tied up in exclusivity deals on the Xbox One and PC. And it was easily one of the very best games of 2018. Um, It's a a Souls-like, and it makes up, but with a simplistic art style, that explores some truly amazing locals. I don't think you can drink again. No, you'll build up a community of people and be prepared of... for the worst show ever. <laughs> Tom can't even read now. That's... You'll build up a community of people and structures around your base, while co-op allows you to either team up with the AI or bring a, along a friend online. Uh, it's genuinely incredible game, and we implore you to look at it, check it out. Going forward, I believe it's coming to switch. Can you as touch well. your nose? Yes, can you
0: walk in a straight line? Just this is a PG podcast. What are you doing? It's just like family Christmas. Let me finish the news. The hardcore listeners and Game Boy Matt, you don't want to know about yeah. your oh Ashen. god, Ashen. Ashen. It's not just a YouTuber; it's a game as well.
1: Mm. Yeah, it's coming to Switch as well, I believe. Uh, no release date as of yet, but
0: huh. Ashen the Minecraft edition I got rid coming of my to X-
1: Switch. I got rid of my Xbox um, when. That was just on the realms of coming out, so I'm glad I'll be able to pick that up. Exclusive. Well, great timing as always, Tom. Best game on the
0: Xbox that they've brought out on the Xbox One and you sell your console just a couple of days before (laughs) that comes out. Classy, classy, classy. Uh, What am I going to think about that? Oh, dear. Uh, Another Souls-like game. Add it to the pile. I'm not interested. It doesn't sound as hard. I'm not interested.
1: Okay, we'll move on then.
0: I'd rather go and play a proper Dark Souls game than play this faux wannabe although I did see it got some good reviews it so is good mate I'm not too keen on the art style I think mm. when people decide to go for that simplistic route because they can't be bothered <laughs> then tell you it's strong art strong words Emperor's new closer games is ashen um, you play nice Ubisoft isn't too impressed with how Steam's doing business these days at least according to Chris Early the publisher's vice president for partnership and revenue speaking to the New York Times He's not the only voice critical of the monolithic digital digital retailer either. Chris Early, I tell you what, bet he never makes it to work on time. (laughs) While the Epic Games store might draw a lot of flack from users in comment boxes across the internet, the sentiment from within the industry seems to be that Valve's steep 30% revenue cut and hands-off approach isn't cutting it. While Ubisoft still sell many of their games via Steam, there are some titles such as The Division 2 and Anno 1800, which are available only through Ubisoft's own digital store. Uplay, where the publisher naturally claims 100% of the takings, probably quite rightfully so, Mm. and the Epic Games Store, which takes a significantly lower 12% split of the profits. Of course, there's more to this conflict than just Steam versus Epic, even with major publishers like EA and Ubisoft able to lend their clout to one side or the other. They have their own ambitions. Don't forget EA's store, Origin, already offering Origin Access, a monthly subscription service, giving access to almost all of their games. Ubisoft are rolling out their own uh, competitor, Uplay Plus, this September 3rd. All the big players are now trying to carve out their own niches. Where's mm. this going to stop, Tom? Is it going to end with me having subscriptions to every major developer and yeah, paying I like do £100 find a it, month?
1: I started sort of seeing this a couple of years ago where you could access certain things or you could only play certain things if you had an account. You didn't have to pay for it, but it was like a free account. And it's just another irritation of signing into something, them having your details, uh, obviously now moving on to being able to stream all their games and such. It, I suppose if you're a big fan of Ubisoft or a big fan of EA games, it's quite good that you can just go, right, I'm just going to spend a lot of my money on... Paying for that uh, service, hmm. but I don't. I'm not sold on the idea. I'd rather just with stickers. It is,
0: especially when you can go down Finster Games or other gamer outlets and get some of Ubisoft's and EA's older games exactly. for less than twenty five p.
1: Exactly. Especially with like obviously your your long list of EA sports games throughout the years. It's um, well, your Assassin's Creed games. Yeah, Assassin's Creed Four Thousand that we're on yeah.
0: now. Um, that's. What do I think of that? Like I could say, anything I think about that is this this whole will they only be happy when I'm paying £400 a month to have a subscription going in in town? Mm. It's not sustainable then, is it? No, it, it gets and very expensive. It, it, mm. I, I don't know what to think about that. You know, some of it's to be welcomed, but at the same time, as always, us as gamers
1: will vote with our wallets. So I guess we'll see. Oh, that's right. Well,. Did we miss anything? Yes, we did. Hold the press. Oh, God. Hold the press. I was hoping you'd forgotten. If this is Overwatch news, I'm going to ask Ponserbroy just to pull the plug out of the wall. So, this week, I was scrolling through the news, doing my research for the show. is listening. And uh, I come across an Overwatch carry case. Oh, God. I'm sorry. For the Switch. So, the rumour is, there's an official carry case. Why would you have an official carry case? For a game that's not on there.
0: To, to apologise to the fans and let them have something to show that they like Overwatch if they can only afford that
1: third-rate handheld console. Oh. Anyway, Jeff from the Overwatch team, he said there's another big announcement for September for Overwatch, so fingers crossed. We don't really make enough of our exclusives that we
0: get, do we, really? We've wasted a few of these. Switchlight coming in July.
1: Get in the, get in the backpack, get in the back. Bory and the Blind Forest. I don't coming think that to. was that great. Oh, the fans loved it. Oh, did they? Mm. Well,
0: now that we've inf- <laughs> I don't. Okay, pour yourself another one. See if I care. <laughs> 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 Tom, if let me, I'll cut back to preamble. May I? Yes. Did we miss anything? Do you have an opinion or take on the news that we missed? If so, Tom, tell them. How would uh, they get
1: in contact and let us know that we're complete driveling idiots? You can direct messages on Instagram or Twitter and mm-hmm. you can also contact us on questions at unofficialcontrollerpodcast.com. I like that. Short
0: and sweet. Well, we arrive at this part of the show that we like to think that most of you tune in for and this week we're doing a Mario Kart retrospective feature. This week's feature is a discussion around the history of the Mario Kart series. As always, you guys got in touch to share those treasured memories of Nintendo's iconic racing game, and we're including those to add a real, personal touch to this story. Heard that before, anywhere? It's the feature, um, I'm from, isn't it? uh, As always, listeners, to do this, we need to time travel, and we utilise the Burgundy Maestro Turbo with a murky past and even worse, green luminous striping. Nearly tripped over my words. A little Broy. watching from a high tennis umpire's <laughs> chair is enough to make anyone
1: nervous. It's okay. Pull it together. We're good. We're good. Let's get in the turbo anyway. He just
0: keeps waving his thumb like an emperor, in a Roman emperor. It's like, <laughs> is it up? Is it down? Or what's happening? Um, so let's, we need to go down to floor punchline, Tom, because normally as we exit the lift, you make a really duff and terrible joke. One we imagine you probably ain't got one this week because we're ad-libbing the intro. Fourth wall, smashed. Ponselbroy, he's looking at putting his thumb down. we better save this. Um, So, Tom, we'll hop in the lift. Could you push the button for me, as always, sir? Oh. I think think it's the same song it plays as every week. I think Lord Ponselbroy only gave us a certain amount of budget for this lift sound. Mm -hmm. It's already stopped.
1: Or has it? I I took him up with the idea of having an 80s soundtrack in there to do with the time travel thing but he wouldn't have it
0: you've you've spent all his money it's
1: expensive japanese
0: whiskey (laughs) so here we are floor punchline or the other place where we store the maestro turbo tom that rather naff green aerial you've added is that part of the time travel circus or just for the look yeah that harnesses the lightning I thought you'd answered a question that needed an answer of, like, yes or no, with a just a straight yeah there. It was a little bit confusing. But, uh, so that harnesses the lightning that we don't use to time travel or so far (laughs) haven't yet in the script. We will do. At some
1: point in time. He's got this weird thousand miles If we happen to go back to the Old West and we need, like, a different source of power, it will come from lightning. Have you ever heard the phrase, jump the shark?
0: No. You want to probably look it up. Now, let's climb in, take a sip out of the out McDonald's Coke on the floor, and let's go. Tom, hit the blast process
1: button. What's blast processing? So what's blast processing do? Oh,
0: God. Whoa. That, as they say, we must be getting slightly more hardy to the time travel, Tom, because the first time you spewed up, but even though you drank a small brewer's worth, you're holding on to your liquor well. Distillery. <laughs> 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 Listeners, welcome to the second one-man show. Tom's getting very slowly inebriated, uh, and it's I'm not shook
1: even... up for life after that shotgun threat from Herr Crowther.
0: Well, Pontellbury means it, so you best book your ideas and make this the best show you've ever done. All right, so here we are. Something a little different and dangerous, considering the timeline. You see, we've arrived in my teenage bedroom. Luckily, I'm out. And all magazine and contrabands have been hidden in the secret place. (laughs) It's the end of January 1993 and young me has been dragged to his grandparents. So me and Tom have come back uh, to enjoy Mario Kart fresh. That's the day it was born.
1: Oh, you were taken away on the day it came out.
0: I believe I... Well, there was always the trip, the weekend trip to grandmothers. We've timed this to come in. We've got time. I don't... Don't go in the secret place. I won't. I'll leave that drawer alone. (laughs) Drawer? Rip the whole floorboards up. (laughs) Uh, Releasing in Japan in August 1992, September 1992 in the USA, and patient as ever, we in Europe got our mitts on it on the 21st of January 1993. Glimmering there in its blue Palpock box next to the iconic SNES. But where did all this begin? Why would Nintendo make a kart racing game? Shameless cash-in, frivolous waste of the plumber's screen time, cynics everywhere, but then we got to play it, and wow. Let's look into the first game. Produced.
1: Sorry, mate. I just thought, I didn't think you could read. I I was going to have a bash at those, with my Japanese whiskey, I feel like I could pronounce those Japanese names you can barely even finish your own sentences that you're thinking up in your mind. So I don't know why you think you might be able to read this. Let's look into the first game, produced by Shigeru Miyamoto and directed by Tadashi Sugiyama and Hideki Kono. I'll tell you one thing about that Japanese whiskey, Tom. It allows you to pronounce Japanese names better, doesn't it? We should use it all the time.
0: Only... Maybe for you should
1: Japanese based games. Maybe
0: you should just silently get wasted in the background. I host the show, and then whenever I need to pronounce one of these things, we wheel you in a little bit like Retro Gamer Thomas.
1: Excellent idea.
0: I tell you what, I know, I know you're gonna be like, what What are you doing? No, I'm sober, and I've got some important news to pass on. Did you know the Retro Gamer Thomas was had a had a uh, someone pretending to be him on Instagram. They wrote their well, name, what? Retro Gamer Thomas, and at yeah. the end they slipped, the I think it was the number seven in, to their name. And you know when Retro Gamer Thomas sees one of those loyal, hardcore listeners, yeah. that in every time yeah, he yeah. does a write-up, sure. he puts our little bio in as well. Mm. This faker copied like seven of his last posts, including the ones that have been in Stingray's boot, and copied all the blurb as well, put that underneath, yeah. and were passing themselves off as everyone's favourite console muncher, Retro
1: Gamer Thomas. I didn't. He is a a serial console killer who has he's he's made a copycat killer. He's a copycat.
0: (laughs) Tom, have another wet. That's the best thing you've ever come up with. Retro gamer Thomas has got a copycat inspired a copycat killer, (laughs) another console cannibal in the village.
1: We shouldn't give this guy too much credit, though, because we don't we don't want him becoming bigger than the original.
0: That's the second best thing you've ever said on the show.
1: Let's move on, because the fans are here to hear about I've Super lost... Mario Kart. Yes, tell me more about the Superb game. It transpires after the launch game F-Zero for the SNES, and Nintendo boys were looking to find a way to display two ships on screen at once. Development started well, but the complex architecture of the F-Zero tracks led to it not being able to run well, so they started to work on simpler tracks. Mm, well, the
0: idea to create racing modes of the game had been present from the beginning. Battle mode was developed from the desire to create a one-on-one mode where victory was not determined simply by competing for
1: track position. Uh, The game did not start out as a Mario game, as we said, and the first rendition featured a generic man in overalls in the cart. The team decided that characters' uh, three heads tall would best suit the design of the cart. They did not decide on incorporating Mario series characters into the game until two or three months after the start of development. The Choice by development team... Uh, when observing how one kart looked to another driving past it, decided to see what it would look like with Mario in it. In the my
0: kart. mind, I have that... Have you seen that meme where Luigi drives by? Yeah, like yeah, him the death stare. Like. Uh, mm. Yeah,
1: that's from uh, Mario Kart 8. It I wondered if cool. that was uh, <laughs> <laughs> quite what the effect they were going for yeah. in the SNES days. Probably so, yeah. Uh, um, on. Where were you? Thinking that having Mario in the kart look better than previous designs, the idea of a Mario-themed racing game was born.
0: Mm. And right from the get-go, they knew they had a hit with this one, and the magazines totally agreed with an aggregate score of 93.60%, wow. averaged across many publications. The magazines raved about the revolutionary graphical techniques, Mode 7, etc., and raved about the gameplay. A seeming perfect storm of cute-lit looks and killer gameplay. I'm completely sabred, Tom, and I, I can fall <laughs> over my words. Shake of a hat. Um, let's hear from some of our loyal fans back okay. here. So uh, it's 1993, Road yeah. to Thinner Me must have his cap on backwards and a yeah. chupa-chup in his mouth. What's he got to say?
1: Uh, Road to Thinner Me, here is my uh, memory. Back in the 90s, me and uh, a bunch of my friends would gather at a friend's house and we'd play Super Mario Kart for the SNES all night long.
0: Mm. Nice As uh, many write, of us isn't? did back then. Yeah, I mean, our little village, I was the... It was all about battle mode.
1: No, yeah. So, I'll just take that for a minute. That's what I loved. I, I didn't have it on. SNES. I didn't have a SNES, but I used to go to a friend's a lot, and he had. A, was he a, a bigger co- boy? No, he was the same age. He just played the bigger boys' console, <laughs> uh, the SNES. <laughs> no, the Mega Drive had to be the bigger boys' console. A debate for another time. A blood. Um, so yeah, he, he used to love having the races, and I was like, oh, "Can't we play battle mode? Pa- battle mode again? Battle mode." And we just constantly play battle mode. Yeah. I And if he beat me, I'd be like, okay, you get to play. I play had to so.
0: bike ride five miles to get multiplayer Mario Kart action. Really? Yeah. And did religiously. It's not it's alright, you know, when you do the Grand Prix, but the battle mode in the multiplayer for even for me was where it that that's my eyes
1: is. if I try and play it now. It's very fast, like put the drink yeah. down. Yeah. Uh who who next else we up, got?
0: comic pictures. That's the AKA of Adam the Artist on Etsy. Forward slash comic pictures. No space. Makes sense. Nearly had a brain muddle there. But uh, what's he got to say for himself? What was that thing called that the SNES did? It was like Mode 7 or something. First saw it on F-Zero. Then Mario Kart had it. Jeez, oh, that was cool, wasn't it? I spent many hours playing what we called Mario Kars with my mates. <laughs> <laughs> back, back then, it was the forefront of multiplayer racing, unlike now. It's fun for sure, to be honest. Some of the big boy games make it seem kind of like it's lost its edge. Not its shine, though, and I have to say it's definitely still fun, especially playing with the kiddies, but it's the kind of game that I would ever... But is it the kind of game I'd ever play on my own? Nah. Funny how nostalgia makes brilliant fuel for racing games of the past. Clever wordplay there. Very clever. So clever I couldn't even get it out. (laughs) Uh, The game was a hit, and even to this day, features on top games of top games... I'm going to put my teeth in. I have no excuse, because I'm sober as a judge.
1: Features in the top of all-time game charts. It certainly does. Mm, That was hard Mm. to say. Um, But what did this racing game with uh, a Nintendo mascot do for gaming? Well, it started a whole genre of mascot racers, like the likes of Crash uh, and Sonic getting in on the action. And don't forget Street Racer, which released for the SNES,
0: Mega Drive and PlayStation and, well... Seemingly every format known to Stingray. (laughs) And that's Uh, a lot. uh, But once the dust had settled and the copycats had died down, it was down to the big end to do the difficult second album further hampered in gaming by the shift to the new hardware. Mm. That's never thought of normally, is it? I mean, you know, Sonic managed to squeeze out three of his games on the Mega Drive. Yeah. And they always had sort of palette and tools to use. Mm -hmm. Every single time they did one of these Mario karts, they did one per system. So there's never the chance to refine the product that you've got on that system with a Mario Kart 2 on the SNES, for instance, where they could have worked with what they'd known and refined that Mm. product down. They just canned it and moved to the next console
1: iteration. Yeah. Well, the next one came about with uh, Mario Kart 64. Mm. The move to full 3D was the right one, arriving in Japan in 1996 and 1997 in Europe and the US. Hang on, can I stop you there? Yeah, something's puzzling me. Did you okay. ever play Street Racer? No, I've never heard of it until now. Definitely not.
0: All oh, right, okay. I
1: just want to talk about that for a moment okay. because
0: it's a game that I've got on a couple of formats. On the SNES, it uses Mode Seven, and it looks very like very like Mario Kart.
1: What is the the mascot or character? I'll Google it.
0: Okay. Uh, it's like a load of like it's like the Street Racer. It's like the Street Fighter.
1: Excuse me, I think that Ponselboy is going to sack you if you carry on like this. I've gone full like the other way, like you have, haven't you? Can't stop me. I'm going to smash up his. Uh, There's a man 90. who's grieving
0: about the end of the unofficial controller
1: podcast. Instead He's of got that pe- jaggy type in the garage. I'll let me explain to you. Been.
0: I think. Let me just lay down to you what I think he was trying to do. He was trying to give us a little bit of an insight to whip the fans up and whip ourselves up and bring our A game. Yeah. You've took it personally and you've walked off. You're like, fine, I'll get wasted and I don't care about his podcast. What we're meant to do is up our game.
1: And be more professional. Be
0: more professional. Keep it together.
1: Well, let's see how the numbers do next week.
0: Look at him. Look him up in the high chair. His thumb is pointing more to down. We've got the rest of the show All to right. get that to a level or up position. Level is best hope, I think, now. Well, we are the mediocre show. Good show. What was I on about? Yes, yeah, Street, street races. races. So it was like a cross between Street Fighter and Mario Kart. And on the Mega Drive, on the SNES it used Mode Seven to roll the graphics around and all that. On the Mega Drive, couldn't do any of that. So they had to use a rolling road and make it more like Outrun. Oh, right. So you think you, you get in you look on the back of the box and it look yeah. the same. You get the Mega Drive one home and it's like, oh, that feels a bit wonky. You take the SNES one home, you think, this is a good game. You take the PlayStation one home and it looks completely different again, as does the Saturn one. I think it came out on Game Boy as well. Obviously, wow. it looked very different again. Yeah. How many different versions of that game existed? Mm.
1: Might Ten. be a hunt for some of our uh, listeners, Stingrays.
0: Sharaban. Sharaban. He's been to Street Racer Street
1: and he's got every
0: <laughs> single copy of Street Racer. Don't Do let it. us down.
1: Charabin. Do it, Sharaban.
0: No guts. And if whoever gets it done first wins a signed piece of the script. So yeah. if Oscat wants to be the first person to do that, if yeah. Odders wants to be the first, heck, Daddy Zilla's probably got every single copy of it anyway, and he's right now uploading a. And hopefully by the Rays time do. this
1: happens, we might actually have some uh, bumper stickers or key rings, at least.
0: We were going to give him a piece of the script, something that you've touched, something yeah. that you have spilt your expensive whiskey on. Therefore, this page is worth probably forty quid, forty dollars, yeah. forty euros, forty p, forty pence. <laughs> Where did we get to before uh, I went crazy? Mario about Kart sixty four. So we've hit yes. the three D era. Uh, was that the right moving Mario Kart sixty four to full three D was the right move? Arriving in Japan in ninety six and ninety seven to Europe and the and. Do you
1: know what? Should we start that again? Don't do that bit because we've already done it. Development started in nineteen ninety five, being called Mario Kart R. We never record him aponsbury in the high chair again. No, the the. The nerves are too bad. Too bad. I thought one drink would be enough to steady me. Just keep going. One drink probably was. Yeah. Ten later, (laughs) I think that effect wears off. So development started in 1995 being called Mario Kart R. The R standing for rendered, but the R moniker was dropped for Mario Kart 64 to fall in line with the other titles. And then Nintendo had released at that point. So obviously Mario 64, uh, Wave Race 64, Mario Kart 64. Pilot
0: wing 64.
1: Yeah. Glover 64. <laughs>
0: Glover. Uh, while Mario Kart 64 features tracks that are fully rendered in 3D, the game uses billboarding to display the characters and items. Hideko Kono once again at the helm stated that while when rend- rendering the characters as 3D models was not impossible, the limited processing power of the console would not have allowed all eight characters to appear on the screen at once. Instead... The characters are composed of pre-rendered sprites that show the characters from various angles to simulate a 3D appearance. Oh, that's very clever. But you didn't
1: know that, did you? I did not. No. I never had Mario Kart 64, um, which was surprising because i under a 64 and not a SNES. But I probably played more Mario Kart SNES than I ever did 64. I don't even think I played it I think back if, in the day.
0: When, if we ever... If we survive this show and have a, like a run of more episodes, yeah, and we do a clothing range,
1: mm-hmm. that needs to be on there. What I've never played Mario Kart sixty four. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it but makes definitely. me not seem like a legit gamer though. It makes me seem like one of those who poses in front of games and goes, "I've played a lot of games,"
0: and you've only got three games to stand in front of <laughs> yeah. as well. So you yeah. know you're not looking that great. While we're here. Let's give some mileage to Doogie McBain. Tom, do you want to do his uh, words justice or do you want me to have a go? Uh,
1: Doogie McBain says, I grew up with a Mega Drive and a Saturn, so I never really played Mario Kart until the Nintendo 64. Never owned Mario 64, but did enjoy playing it with my mates. My fondest memories are the ones I'm making just now as uh, my son, Game Boy Matty, is obsessed with Mario, so it's great watching him get enjoyment out of the game that I uh, play myself. I reckon by the time he turns three, he'll be kicking my butt at Multiplayer. I reckon that Game Boy, Matt, is probably kicking all our butts already. Yeah,
0: uh, The game a hit again, albeit on hardware that didn't sell as well as its forebear, but also performed less well with an aggregate score of 83. Uh, Year to date, it's sold 9.87 million. But this includes re-releases from what we can see. Oh. Uh, loyal, fan of the show, as we call them now, because they've been on more than once. Happy Happy Joysticks has to say, back in the late 90s and early 2000s, I owned a video game store. Stop the presses. This is Whoa. awesome. Happy Happy Joysticks. Finster Gamer. Finster Gamer might got just...
1: some competition in the big village. Big competition. I wonder if Happy Happy Joysticks maybe the name of the store. Maybe him, Finster and Stingray can get together and do a bit of a boot sale. Maybe
0: there could be like the trifecta of gaming. Maybe yeah. that trifecta combined. Thing is, how do you enter into a deal with a man that can't talk for fear of implicating himself?
1: He can write, can't he just? And, and Wayne Ray helps him out.
0: I heard that as soon as he puts pen to paper, he just sort of like sets the paper on fire. Really? Yeah, hell yeah. Okay. Don't forget, for Stingray to leave verbal or written evidence would be to implicate himself. Hmm. That doesn't happen, does it? Um, <laughs> uh, anyway happy happy joysticks we're just getting over the thrill of you owning a video game store I had a big screen TV which was special in those days and I used to run Mario Kart 64 tournaments on it I always loved the sounds of everyone competing but having a good time that is a memory that is worth its weight in gold we love that sort of stuff on the show yeah
1: absolutely sounds like uh, you put on a good show back in the day Poncerbrook stuck his thumb up Uh, good let's keep it there Thank you, Uh, Happy Happy Joysticks. Switching it up again on new hardware, this time Nintendo's little powerhouse would have a go, and they would also mix up the formula a little bit. Here she is, Mario Kart Double Dash, first shown (laughs) at E3 2001 as a small gameplay clip.
0: The game implements two characters in the cart, hence the name. But all this innovation was due... uh, Was it due to the ideas running dry? Development this time round was found more difficult. Tom, before we, we, we lurch in any further, you've said that you've played the uh, original Mario Kart at yeah. Friends House. You never played Mario Kart 64. Mm-hmm. Great T-shirt. And development this time round on this one was a little bit more difficult. But the switching things up. I presume because you'd gone all in on the GameCube, you had Double Dash. Nope.
1: Now I'm going to check this out there. The N64 and the GameCube had such... A vast good library of games, and obviously, N sixty four especially. I the don't game, know,
0: new- no, 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 there's absolutely no way you can say that they had a vast library
1: of quality to the point where I didn't feel the need to buy Mario Kart. whereas okay. we might get to in this. I, I had Mario Kart on the Game Boy Advance because it was one of the main sort of top tier titles on there I, but I felt like with the GameCube and the 64 that there was so much else I wanted to you play you know James
0: he writes the scripts mm-hmm. he only did the main consoles
1: that's fine it doesn't matter
0: thank you James
1: um, but moving on I think especially have you the, played Double Dash? yeah I've played it oh, it's a cool relief idea. I yeah, thought I was cool going to
0: be one man showing it again no it's drunken right. man never played Mario Kart turns up to a podcast and just <laughs> ad-libs <laughs>
1: Uh, the development team struggled in devising gameplay features that would be enjoyed by fans of the series. One of the hardest tasks Chief Director Kayoshi Mizuki was assigned to do was to attract people who had no prior experience with the series. So he decided to make the gameplay as simple as possible. And I think that's probably noticeable in Double Dash, isn't it? It's mm. a very pick-up-and-play game. Yeah, it certainly is. Um, producer Shigeru Miyamoto presented the staff with a variety of options. Uh, which they in turn would have to incorporate into the game the best way possible. Miyamoto let the team decide which graphics they want to use without restrictions. People often forget by this point, Miyamoto was all over Nintendo's portfolio, offering ideas and facing them such as Star Fox on the... Um and I, Yeah, well, let's talk about that for a minute there, Tom,
0: because I think at this point in time, Miyamoto had established himself as a legend. Yeah. Uh, but he seems sort of obsessed with rewriting everybody else's game and Dinosaur Planet there is the example where it's like you know your Dinosaur Game Rare like, yeah no that's Star Fox now make it happen it didn't really add anything to the game and he's walking around you know he walks in I've got a good idea he just throws it at the Mario Kart team it's like you want like this is crazy yeah you, you know yes he's respected but he's walking around being given such freedom so mm. literally, oops, not skittle. always a good thing. No. Was this, do you think that's, is that show through in the GameCube? Is he got his hands in too many
1: pies? I love Star Fox Adventures, going off the subject to Mario Kart quickly, um, but it'd be interesting to see if Dinosaur Planet would have been fondly remembered as uh, Banjo or um, Conkers or a lot of the other rare mm. big hitters. So, yeah. Oh, that's a side point.
0: And we'll have to maybe look into this dinosaur planet, flim Flom on another episode. This controversial sequel fared slightly better with an average score of 87 and sold somewhere in the region of 4 million units. Uh, But where now, Tom? To the land of motion control. That's where. Let's get the team back together with Miyamoto and Kono back
1: once again, although in producer and general producer roles. ...presentations of the motion controls would be front and centre, and we think they got this right. The game was also designed around a wheel accessory designed to be light for long playtimes and designed to fit in with other official accessories. The wheel has been a hit here in the bunker and we have loads of them.
0: Mm-hmm. The game was the first in the series to feature BMX motorbikes as drivable vehicles, an idea which Kono proposed since Double Dash out of his own passion for extreme sports, but was mm-hmm. rejected cool. due to seemingly bizarre image of Mario riding a bike. A um, few things I want to talk about there. Motion controls on the game you've played this one have
1: you played Mario Kart Wii? yeah I have yeah, yeah the wheel works really yeah. well
0: <laughs> yeah 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 You yeah. was
1: shocked uh, I've played that one
0: the wheel is cool and I think it it
1: adds a little bit of something how does it because I've never played it with with four players with the wheel mm. does it get a bit too chaotic no no the motion controls still handle it yeah that's good. Yeah, I've not seen an issue with that. There's four screaming
0: Excellent. children jumping around, smacking oh, cool. wheels around their heads. So, yeah, Tom, it's time to defrost the cryo chamber and wheel in our longest-serving fan,
1: the Barber he Who is. Games. Barber Who Games.
0: Slap him in the microwave,
1: hit defrost, Tom. What's he got to say? Being a PlayStation fan growing up, I ended up missing a lot of the early games in the franchise. Most of my early memories come from game nights with friends back in the day. Other than that, the most of my early Mario Kart experience came from the handheld games, notably with Mario Kart DS. I don't know how many car trips and bus rides were spent playing that game almost non-stop. Mm. It's a good point there. I that The GBA one I was on about, um, I do remember being at college and having that and then convincing other people to get a Game Boy Advance to play well, Ten I... Hawk and mario kart i was in the forces at the time you were yeah and i was away with
0: a game boy advance yeah still didn't have a backlit screen crazy no and me and this lad we spent hours on it and i think it was bowser castle one that we decided was going to be our time trial jam had
1: some really good courses really
0: good game Mm. and he would like he would play for a minute and then he'd be like right beat your time and you'd look at him and be like oh god you know i thought i would pulled the stops out last time yeah. and he's just beat me by half a second then you would have a go and you'd beat him by a tenth of a second then he would take it back and beat you up by and it just went back and forth and back and forth some of my best gaming memories are mario kart and a gba a time trial as well yeah like, who thinks think that's fun
1: i think um it really pushed the gba hardware as well it looked great it looked um, really good it looked better than the snes version because it, oh, it had better
0: yeah. faux 3d and mode yeah. 7 effects and when your character sort of scrolled round, it did look legit. It was
1: more Mario Kart 64 than than it was SNES Mario Kart. So moving on, uh, this was the sixth instalment in total, even though we are focusing on the games on the main consoles. Uh, Not sure how you can bottle success, but Nintendo certainly have a knack for it. Okay. So this one didn't perform as well, critically, with 82% average,
0: but bam, those sales numbers, 37.2 million. Not only making it the best... Now, st- sit down for a fact, Tom. Not only making it the s- not only making it the best, second best Mario game of all time based on sales, but the number one racing game ever.
1: Wow, those crazy numbers! I that, suppose it helps that at we- me. we—I
0: am the king of facts, and <laughs> I will bring you fact fire. That is. The number Excellent one fact. racing game genre number one racing game of all time Mario Kart and the Wii. Let's just be sure. No
1: Gran Turismo. The quantity no is Project not Gotham not the of quality. No Forza. Nothing. Mario Kart, Mario Kart. <laughs> so, we you Mario Kart which it shares with the Switch. Mario Kart 8 as I call it, the greatest hits of Mario Kart. Uh, incorporating all the best elements to this point, this really is the apex of Mario Kart game. Uh, Simplicity on first play, with deep levels of gameplay hidden away beneath the surface. Uh, Mario Kart 8, new features included anti-gravity racing, in which certain parts of the track can allow players to drive on walls and uh, up ceilings. During these sections, players can bump into other races or special bumpers to trigger a spin boost, which gives them extra speed. So uh, we wind ourselves back to the current time. Let's have a look at how this game has fared critically and financially. Well, with an average rating of 92, Tom, means the game
0: hasn't been this well loved since its first title. Uh, 8.44 million units sold, so it's also a very good way to bring us full circle. To me, that is the, it is the best one. Obviously... Having played none of them, he declares the latest one the best. Like a true hipster. Absolutely. He's got the moustache, he's got the whiskey. Uh, let's tell you what let's let's bring in the CEO of Finster Games Finster Gamer it's been nearly 20 years since I've played Mario Kart so I don't think I could add anything informative to the discussion but thanks for making me aware of the mobile one coming out just went on the Play Store and pre-registered hmm Tom what's your thoughts on this new mobile version coming out
1: Oh, it's good to hear someone sort of talk about that because it was um, announced this week. It'll be coming out, uh, I think, was it the 25th of September? Um, mm, yeah, I think that's right. And it's, I was reading it's going to be able to control with, with one finger, um, doing all the controls on the phone. Oh, dear. Yeah, I don't know. It's basically that Mario Kart, um, Mario... Jumping oh, game. the Mario Run, yeah. It's, it's, it's free to play as well with, obviously, microtransactions or, or in-game purchases. Half a million pounds to actually get the full game? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's going to do well, isn't it? Mario Kart on a mobile is what people are wanting for a long time. Do you want to, uh, do
0: you want to top up your drink one last time? And then we'll do last orders at the Wagon and Horses? Because before we uh, end out the show, yes. we've got a host... Of loyal fans that ended up coming just as the door closed for a lock in. So yeah. who's the we first will, uh, one we'll on get the list? Through Tom? Those.
1: Um Are we gonna do take mic before we get to that or take mic? I'll tell end. you what, while you're
0: busy working around with your phone, I'll do the first person at the bar and that's Ezlo and Midna. First time I played Mario Kart was on the snares in the nineties. I was playing against my girlfriend's eight year old brother. I was about twenty. I relentlessly made sure I beat him every time because it was annoying little so-and-so. I never let him (laughs) win. It was very important to make sure uh, he knew who the bigger boy was. Oh, Big fan of the show, Ezra and Midna. No
1: Mercy is their sign-off. Who have you got up next? Uh, I've got Game Boy Matty chiming in uh, to go along with his dad. Uh, Mario Kart is the best. Me and my dad play it on the Switch mostly, but I've had a go on the mini SNES too. So much fun. Can't wait for the mobile version. Uh, Mum better keep all, her gossiping to a minimum so I can play it. Game Boy Matty, he's uh, very acidic towards his mumsy there, but you know, <laughs> we'll let it go
0: because he's one of the stars of the show. Uh, who else have we got here? Let's not forget him, Tom. How could we? He's out on a good behaviour bond because PCSO Ross Kemp's not found any nibbled electrics in his back bedroom where he's got retro gamer Thomas living. Um, I had a Mega Drive back then and my best friend had a Super Nintendo. He told me he had a kart racing game. I was very underwhelmed. Boy, was I wrong. Such an addictive game and an original idea. Plus, with the way they made it look 3D was incredible. I couldn't believe the graphics. We were playing it for months and still play today in all its different versions. I've played other Mario Kart racing games and although I have really enjoyed the last two Sonic racing games, it's Nintendo and Mario Kart that are top dog when it comes to cart racing, hmm, I fancy a nibble on a. Su- oh dear, he's relapsed. Hmm, <laughs> I fancy a little nibble on a Super FX chip now. Well, let's let's reattach the face mask before he does something he'll regret. Yeah. Signal to PCSO Ross Kemp to wheel retro gamer Thomas out.
1: He's said his piece. It we don't has. want him.
0: We don't want him too tempted, do we? We don't.
1: Uh, next up, Odders UK. I was initially taken with Mario Kart on the SNES as I'm not the biggest fan of racing games. However, I quickly realised how good and accessible it was and I've been an avid fan ever since. Anyone can pick it up and play. uh, It's managed to get better with each sequel. You keep thinking, how can they possibly improve on it? But with each sequel, they do. Fair Mm. point. Okay, and uh, before we finish there and head to our
0: final fan for the last word, which is going to be this week Tech Reviews, Retro Collector Ray chimes in. Um, some of my best memories as a kid are attached to this game. The count, the nice, countless nights staying up with mates playing Winner Stays On to passing on the legacy of Mario Kart and snares to both my lads. It's still a game I reach for. As for the mobile, I can't wait for it as long as it doesn't come become a pay-to-win advanced type of game. Can't wait for the podcast guys. Retro Collector Ray, thank you for your loyal support. Yeah, thanks support. for the feedback. Um some solid points there It's still a favorite even to this day probably making it the best mario kart you don't have an opinion you're slurring and looking at the floor let's end out the episode well let's end out send out the feature been a good ride and man it's been fun just like mario kart should be but what will the new mobile version be like can we hope for a classic let's end with an end let's end with a loyal fan tech mike reviews this series is what defined the kart racing genre and frankly is the only and frankly is the only so success from the genre. They have managed to keep each game in the series feeling fresh. The mobile game is no different and looks to bring some new features to the series. My only worry is microtransactions and how they might disturb the gameplay. Mm. Now that's something. now we're all the way back here in the future. We've left the secrets underneath the bed where they were meant to be. We've left the room sacrosanct. My teenage bedroom. We've come back to modern times. I think microtransactions, like, why don't they just make a good Mario Kart game? Let us buy it for fourteen ninety nine. Yeah. Or even twenty nine ninety nine if it's good enough. Yeah. And play the game like normal people. Why do they feel the need to do a free and then
1: micro? It's, it's like the ongoing um, profit, isn't it? I just think, like, you make a good point there it's almost like receiving a demo playing this free to play mm. do it as a demo and trial it and then say you can buy the full game for this price like you just said is is, is the better way I to think do if it you, it's nonsense if the game was good this.
0: enough and it was fifteen ninety nine, which
1: I don't think out the way I think sorry I'll just cut in with this they're aiming it at obviously children who are going to have shorter attention spans so trying to I don't, so, I don't I think if they go to their mum and my dad think kids have got
0: short return. I think that's a myth. My kids know. will
1: watch a four hour movie, not a not a blink. Yeah, but would they watch a four-hour movie again? Probably. The same one. Yeah. Okay, well, the point I'm trying to make is if they go to their mum and dad and say, please can I have this Mario Kart game, it's twenty pounds. Mm, they're gonna go, mm, is he gonna be bored of that in a week and then he's gonna want another twenty pound game, or do we let him pay One or two pounds to buy a few more tracks and see if it goes off it, and then on to the next one. Boom. Uh. Uh, Thing is, if you make a mobile game and make it so it
0: is that throwaway, it's only going to be treated as throwaway. Yeah. If they paid fifteen ninety nine for the game and little Johnny really wanted it, and then he stuck to it, you know, it'd be different, wouldn't it? Or would it? I don't know. Um. Right. Anyway, that's enough of your opinions on mobile gaming. They're not valid. (laughs) <laughs> uh, and you own a Switch, so, you know, you're a bit biased. You're a bit too biased for mobile game. You've already got the best of everything with that machine there, haven't you? you got your Mario Kart 8,
1: you've mm-hmm. got your
0: whole jazz going on. Tom, sacred ground. We are entering Listener Stingray, the place where they all fast forward to, to hear their piles of retro tat read out, live, on air. It's a little perk you never thought you'd be able to give anybody. Right. Broy's Thumb is pointing up. He's a fan of Listener's Stingray.
1: Do you reckon he's ever put any antiques in Listener's Stingray? I think he might do next week.
0: Maybe he might, yes.
1: When the big man makes a house call, you'd better be ready.
0: Whoa. (laughs) These guys got in touch to show us a pig with Stingray's boot. You can too. Just hashtag Stingray's boot on Instagram or Twitter or email us at questions at unofficialcontrollerpodcast.com. Tom, as this is the part of the show that most of the fans listen to, Is it time to remind them, as they fast-forwarded all the way here, shame on you, Ozcatty, little devil,
1: um, please like, subscribe, and leave a review on whatever podcast format you listen on. And if
0: you fast-forwarded to this point, it'll be news to you, but Poncelbro has threatened to axe the show, so we're making a run on the charts, and we need our loyal listeners to...
1: Tone it up.
0: Tag us in everything. The unofficial controller army needs to mount a commando raid on the Apple podcast charts. We were 13th before. Let's consolidate together. We've got more brothers and sisters than we've ever, ever had, ever now. And if we unite this army, the episode 21 army, Tom, nothing's unachievable. Now we need up work in subscribers because we've done our research. That's how the charts work. So we need you guys to go out. We need you to pester your grands. We need you to get their iPhones. We need you to go into the podcast app, subscribe to us, and then mute the notifications and put the phone back in her handbag. She'll never know. And together, like this, brothers, sharing pictures on Instagram, sharing our posts on Twitter, making up your own posts and slapping them in your stories. We love it all. We need it all. Ponce O'Broy has threatened the end of the show. There'll be no yeah. more listeners stingray, there'll be nothing. And we need the unofficial controller army to have our backs to prop us up like two drunken men who've had a little bit too much Japanese whiskey at the bar and they want another one and they don't want the landlord to say, you've had too much. <laughs> Tom, we've done <sighs> enough begging. Tell yeah. me.
1: First up on listener's stingray. Ah <sighs> Sharaban. 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 Where's he been this week? He's been to Duckburg uh, (laughs) with his DuckTales collection on the uh, NES, PS3 and Game Boy. Ooh, very nice. We've got uh, the Unofficial Controller podcast. Yes,
0: now loyal fan, uh, Young Digby, has sent in uh, to the Unofficial Controller email, which is questions at unofficialcontrollerpodcast.com because he's too young to have social media. Uh, he sent us a picture of his Skylanders collection. Well Very done, nice. young man. A thumbs up. That looks like a great little supply. Comic pictures there saying his Skylanders need a new home. 200 of them. Well, if they're going That's in a the... a mass
1: migration.
0: If they're going in the bin, send them to me. <laughs> if they're being put up for slave money, uh, no. <laughs> I can't pay you £200 for a load of Skylanders, tat. Stuck in the pass lane. Possibly my... Second favourite poster for artistic content on Instagram. He's done a Shenmue post with his... Tom, do you remember Stuck in the Past Lane? I do. Do you remember how he does his shots like Polaroids? Yes. Then writes a little thing on the bottom. Yes. Hang on in there. Why do you think you might have put that? Don't look and cheat, little dog.
1: Um, I reckon he's going to visit the arcade.
0: Oh, what's he going to play?
1: Uh, a bike game.
0: Oh, what a loser you've looked, haven't you? <laughs> There's the man who did not know what Mario Kart is. All of a sudden knows what Super Hang On is. Uh, that's a great post more yeah. of that
1: please uh, I like the artsy shot of the shemi box as well at the end doesn't look oh. in too bad condition looks similar to mine
0: mm. yes which I'm the yeah. custodian of
1: are you? yeah
0: you give it to me you don't I did pick. yeah uh, Ash Event he's leaving for a week long trip to the gorge See you all when I get back. Well, take care. Hopefully uh, the Gorge Festival in Washington. One of our American cousins, Tom.
1: Going to be a seven-day camping trip altogether.
0: Well, let's hope he decides he's a bit bored one afternoon and he decides he wants to break out the Unofficial Controller podcast.
1: Please spread the word in the US as well, because we, uh, we have quite a few US fans, but we want more. So Possibly. And, and you're listening to
0: possibly the last best worst show ever
1: made. <laughs> Uh, Radbash gaming up next uh, oh, the today's the uh Watchman DVD um that's the book isn't it Tom Or is it the graphic novel it's The graphic novel oh, Perched my mistake. on a on a Darth Adem Darth Adem Mug. Adem Mug He's got a selection of films there and a few CDs uh, and Gran Turismo uh, Gran Turismo 6 Yeah Buffy the Vampire it. on the Xbox as well Three Amigos the film
0: Ah uh, Tom bottom. the game that you don't like to admit is out there. Robin Hood men in tights.
1: <laughs> Ruining your childhood dreams of yeah. the Prince of Thieves. Ozcat, always with uh, some new pickups. How
0: got... does he get the games that aren't even in Stingray's boot before they're even out? He's got them all.
1: Yeah, this is a very fresh post, isn't it? So he's picked up Control yesterday.
0: Uh, Collection of Mana. Yeah. And Terraria.
1: Yeah, not bad pickups. 2D
0: so Minecraft. Uh, Game Boy Matty. Not only is he a young listener of the show, but he's uh, got quite a burgeoning collection there. He's picked up skies of Arcadia and Power Stone. Look out! No, he's also got some Wii games: Metroid yeah. Prime,
1: uh, it's Metroid Prime Three House Corruption, for the Dead Overkill yeah. Two
0: and Three. Yeah, that's what it is. Super Smash Bros. He's got Jade Empire and Super Monkey Ball and Broken Sword. Jade
1: Empire, mm. what a game! Bio Hold way, the Press.
0: Best game on his fourth slide, Yakuza oh, Kowami, and so no man's favorites.
1: Scott. It's almost like he's speaking to you. On he obviously is well, a as, I, fan of as, your, as I far, as I said to his father,
0: as I said to his father, Dougie McBain, I speak toddler. It's fine. I do believe Yakuza Kowami might be a little bit strong for Game Boy, mate. But <laughs> <laughs> let me get in the way of you having a good time, young man.
1: Uh, Nintendo brick gamer. Uh, two great pickups for the PlayStation Two: Shadow of Colossus and. And uh, Ico. Both of those
0: look to be the card slip versions. Well, very nice. The wear on the top left hand side of Ico. I was
1: an owner once of the Shadow of Colossus cardboard edition.
0: I've got the cardboard edition of Shadow of Colossus, but I've got a hard case for my Ico. Mm.
1: Many different variants. Next one, Ash event. Oh,
0: well, you should know what they are because you owned one of these, Tom. Proud owner of a Virtual Boy. (laughs) Do you remember
1: that? No. You had a Virtual Boy? I didn't. Definitely not. I think a toy would buy one when I was going through a retro phase.
0: I honestly believe you had one for about an afternoon, then realised <laughs> what a f- dreadful mistake you had made <laughs> and went running back down with your receipt and swapped it by that point in time for a, a probably a Street Fighter 2 controller for the PlayStation 2, <laughs> another console that bizarrely you didn't own but you needed the <laughs> controller for. Sharaban, Sharaban, Sharaban. He's been to Killer Instinct. He's bought two copies on the Xbox One, he's got one on the Snares. And he's gone and wanged an N64 one right up his yin yang. Uh, Game Boy Nerd. Might be wrong, but have they
1: been on the show? I don't recognise the name. It, may be, it may If be you balanced. have, we're you
0: sorry. But if not, yeah. welcome to the family.
1: He's, uh, he's got a nice setup there for his Switch. He has. He's, he's been few, on because few I few said
0: content. to him he wouldn't have the space for much longer. And he's yes. got his that first little set So apologies. Yeah. Second week in a row, Game Boy Nerd. You're more than welcome. Uh, if we forget your name again, I think you've got a right to write to, uh, write to Lord Ponsonbroyde and ask for an
1: apology letter. Daddy Zilla, Tom, what's he got? Uh, thanks for the for your subscription. He's got himself a uh, a retro game treasure box, uh, nice. which comes with The Goonies, Two Mystic Quest on the Snares, Art of Fighting on the Genesis. Well done, there, nice. Daddy Zilla. Nice work. Stuck in the pass
0: lane, gone and done a. Bank holiday brawling. He's gone and done himself streets of rage montage. Yeah. Brock the eighties dude. Now hold the press. Hold the flipping press. Hold the flipping wow. press. If you're the following whole... this, listeners, Stingray, get your phone out. Go to Stingray's boot. Find, uh, click on recent. Scroll through so you find Brock the eighties dude. That dude's had a haul and a half hero quest. Look at the. And I was going to say is, uh... to top it off, the mastodon on the mountain hero quest
1: good condition that is as well the MB Bokyo and games VHS.
0: I've even if you notice oh. I've already been all over that like a rash <laughs> <laughs> you have uh, Ash Yvend has got a picture he's been in a fire station by the look of it uh, another Fire related game uh, you, do you know what I'm really stro- I want a firefight related game Why fire... does he keep all this stop. stuff stop I'm making a, a plea Sorry, in fact I won't make any more pleas because we're only yeah, making one done, plea yeah, this week two, what's the plea we're making this week
1: like subscribe and leave a review. Perhaps how much is shouldn't... how
0: much does this awesome show cost? A lot of money. For them to listen to. Oh,
1: it's free for them but expensive for us.
0: That's a great price. It is. <laughs> it's a price we're willing to pay. It's a price we're willing to pay. And it's a price you're willing to pay. Uh anyway, I got interrupted, but I'm no, I'm not gonna do the appeal. No. No. Moving on. Ashivent,
1: Tonka Rescue Patrol on the GameCube, a game I never knew existed. And he
0: a game you um, never need to know you need to, needed to know you existed. another
1: firefighter related game discovered um, and he's got that in there with a um, what I think is a bobcat with various attachments ah a fly firefighting flyle, old, attachments no a mulching head and a uh, deck mower I think and a shovel loader
0: hello and welcome to the bobcat podcast the official <laughs> podcast for bobcats. Be it your accessories, mowing, flailing. I wish flailing. I worked
1: for a fire service that had a bobcat with a, with a mulcher. That's quite good.
0: Oh, I heard there was a job going at the local fire station where you get to drive a bobcat, but they haven't got the mulcher, so I guess you're all out of luck. <laughs> loser. Retro collector Ray. He's gone and slammed in some studly car boots. He's got himself Finding Nemo on the cube, Shadow the Hedgehog on the PlayStation 2. Pokemon Battle Revelations on the Wii and Mario Strikers Charged Football. He's also got. Thundercats. Thundercats! Oh. Thundercats! Oh! Sharaban. Uh, why are you doing that? You're again. skipping on. He's got some really awesome stuff. Alright, Sharaban can have another shout out. He's been to Little Max and he's played Punch Out. Nintendo Brick Gamer, new listener. Mm. New loyal listener, been in the DMs, slid in the DMs, and
1: GameCube, uh, Lord of the Rings, Return of the King, good
0: pick up, Blast oh, Corps, Golden Eye,
1: yeah, all got... from
0: the ten pound as well. Not only is a new listener, he knows a bargain. He knows how to collect games as well. Daddy Zilla, just when massive we thought, massive wee collection, just when we thought he'd shuffled off, he shuffled back again. What's he got to say for himself? A closer pick up of tonight's trade. That's ridiculous, <laughs> <laughs> Daddy Zilla.
1: My God. Uh, every game for the Wii, pretty And then much. a panned out version of it, which basically makes it look like a a new seat for the living room. Wow. Oh, wait,
0: there's more to it. He's just traded 113 games and two consoles. He is he's, a big he's time player in double. the retro market, isn't he? I tell you what, <clears throat> in, the, in the penny stocks, Daddy's ill has a got 10p. Radbash Gaming, Tom. He's, I saw this
1: post, um... The uh, th- this week uh, I really like the Cuphead mug Keyblade
0: cool. baby that's what I'm all over like a yeah. rash uh, Cuphead what's in that Cuphead box the LA one if that, the I, mugs don't I don't the know I don't know
1: whether that was like a, it's like a Cuphead loot box type thing they do where they, they supply various merch hold
0: the press hold the press guess mm-hmm. who's back in town Oscat
1: is he back,
0: yeah got a copy of Moss from the PSVR he's now broadened his horizons and he's picking up games for every format known to Stingray Yeah, uh, Moss is a game I enjoyed the demo of and I've kept meaning to get a physical copy uh, well, yeah, and play it yeah, it, it did through. intrigue
1: me it looked a good idea yeah although I feel
0: maybe a little bit like Astrobots come and gazumped it in every single way mm, but so. you know it, yeah. I still remember enjoying it Uh, Retro Collector Ray again Uh, Excalibur and Alien Trilogy on the PS1 Shadow Man my favourite on the uh, Dreamcast (laughs) Original Sonic on the Mega Drive well looks like a uh, is that a genuine yeah
1: little controller S for the Xbox one original next up we've got Unofficial controller. Bulls. Ah,
0: yes. Picture Mumsy of our artwork. beloved Mumsy. Yeah, look at her there in all the glory. Uh, if you read the comments, though, a little bit controversial. Where's uh, Daddyzilla? Wow, Mumsy might be hot, lol.
1: Oh, low-key.
0: Waist down for sure, I said.
1: Let's hope he's not <laughs> sliding into the DMs.
0: Uh, well, if Lord Bonserbroi doesn't sponsor the show anymore, maybe you could piecemeal sell off his retro collection and help <laughs> the show stay afloat.
1: Maybe um ash events had too many shout outs so you're not having another
0: yeah no he is because that's a beautiful picture where he's arranged golf balls around a copy of virtual boy golf okay on real
1: grass uh saturday morning gamer with a nice uh original xbox collection the press there. saturday morning gamer a new listener um
0: this is this wave of new listeners finally paying off
1: yeah nice pickups
0: Nice pickle He's
1: got a great collection of games there. Some of those Project games, Gotham Racing, yeah, One and Two, Halo Two, Sega GT, Fable. He's got a few GameCube games in there. Um, yeah, Doom Three, Genima. He's also Russia. picked
0: up a cube, by the way, oh, and cool. the PlayStation Two with a, a large selection of uh, Final oh. Fantasy games, and then an N64. Oh wow! Um, and then the picture where he's been hit up in his dms <laughs> hey don't know if you remember me but we met at my mother's garage sale and you said you were looking for older games and stuff here's what i got i tell you what that lead paid off it certainly did who we've got here Daddy Ziller has picked up a bit of game room art by the look of it that's cool isn't it a very retro um sonic very very looking cool gamers the man whose parents foresaw not only YouTube, but the internet when they named him. <laughs> He's got uh, Area 51 and Shrek, uh, games of equal Is mediocreness. Premier Edition Skyward Sword, lovely pick What's that like in the bottom right-hand corner, Tom? Uh, oh, Tuckabot Plus. Yeah. Mark.garage.gamers. Uh, so good they named him twice. He's in again. Ah, yes, I remember thinking of talking about this. He's got a copy of Dog's Life. The game with the best acoustic rendition of Sweet Home Alabama you'll ever hear in your life. Chris McClum's like that. Chris McClum's not crawled out and let us know he's alive, has he? No. He's obviously dead. (laughs) Radbash Gaming. Got a collection of uh, Funko Pops. Pops. Nice work. Uh, Sharaban. Not again. Mark.Garish.Gamers. Coaster of Destruction Derby and a... uh,
1: Classic PlayStation Classic Mini.
0: PlayStation Mini, like, call it what you like. OzCat, been and God himself Today some is Zelda a pretty big action. day in
1: history. Ooh. One of the most influential and powerful game series in history made its way to the US. Very nice legend of Maybe Zelda, we should list. have
0: done a Zelda retrospective, Tom. Oh, you, Harvey you Retro. Could
1: understand that. Loyal, tough,
0: hardcore fan of the show with his own YouTube channel. Uh, like what you do when you're doing with your hair in that shot, sir. Uh, and the eyebrow raise. I like a well-animated eyebrow. The people's eyebrow. And he's got himself, what a lot of people refer to this show as, he's got himself a copy of Balls on the Mega Drive.
1: He has.
0: Like Waterford looks back. Mm-hmm. It's like working with a brick. <laughs> Ash Event's got a very underrated game, Heart of Darkness, on the PlayStation. Uh, if you scroll through, though, he's also managed to capture his cat's claw. Or dog. Mm. it's a cat I think that's a cat and there it comes Retro Gamer Thomas filling up the shelves in PCSO Kent's back bedroom <laughs> uh, he looks like he's bringing in his master system Mega Drive and if my eyes fail me that looks like a boxed his boxed SNES collection and he's also put another shelf down underneath his games to showcase his favourite duster oh yeah it looks like he's got a little bit of Brasso on one edge So it's obviously done a good shift in the cleaning cupboard. Jack Rabbit Gamer, new name to the show. But guess what? He's a PSP fan. So he's welcome here from South Dakota. Dakota? Dakota. Where they don't like the goater. Sharaban. Bringing Tom round sober as a judge with his Metal Gear Solid collection that seems to hold no bounds.
1: Oh, that's missing,
0: cool. missing a couple of games on the PSP oh no, there's one uh, there's the other one, what do I know? i tell you what I know, nothing
1: yeah, I remember those figurines, they're pretty good very detailed
0: Oscat, letting us know that he collects for the Vita as well with his X and X2 boxed remaster copies variants, very cool to collect those uh, IO Retro Gamer Dad he's had a he's had a right old haul there he's got some NES games as well as some Xbox games including Legacy of Kane. Unofficial controller podcast means Tom. We've come full circle. The full turn of the wheel. You still haven't got the phrases right. 21 episodes in. That's all the dips in the boot for our listeners. Don't forget to hashtag Stingray's boot or email us for your pickups to be read out. So, as we say, if you don't happen to have uh, social media, and we don't blame you, um, you can email us, and we would implore you to do so. Because we love the conversation, don't we? We do. Tom, you need to distract Broy, because he do not believe in pirate video games and we need to usher Stingray up stealth mode.
1: Okay, I'll distract him.
0: What are you going to do? Put it away. Oh God, whatever. <laughs> it's time for a peek in what we affectionately call Stingray's boot. What's next up between some counterfeit nappies and the dodgy copy of Battlefront all this week. These are the new release highlights for the week August 26th to September 1st, 2019. Listeners, these are out on digital or physical or will be by the time this podcast's in your feed but could be region-dependent. Tom? Good week this week. Can I just say, you distracted him and then I did the speech so he's not actually driven up the drive. So, put yourself... Shall we go
1: down to meet him for a change? Come on, get your shoes We
0: ain't got the sound effect for
1: that. It's fine. We'll we'll walk down. What are you doing? Beckon him up, beckon him up. (laughs) No. Oh here he is. Okay,
0: it's right, here. Tom. One rule from the show, and I'm sure the fans are gonna chime in. The first message we're gonna get back is don't let him drink, okay?
1: The new listeners aren't gonna get that make
0: feel of how or break
1: show. Yeah. It was make
0: this is a make or break show and you have literally done a full on Broadway Diva <laughs> and you've literally thrown us to the dogs. Ponsel he doesn't even look at me. I'm sorry, boss. I'm sorry. I don't know. We had one chance and we've blown it. Well, listeners, this is where the unofficial control army will come through for us. They will.
1: Uh, it is a good week this week for new releases. Oh,
0: I completely agree. I want to take this first one because I think Go this has it. been unfairly getting uh, bad press. Ancestors, the Humankind Odyssey on PC. 4x6 gaming PCs can also run this thing if they've got the 16
1: bit graphics up is there. Is it on console as well this week? No. Okay.
0: Pull you do, Vay, back over. I'll wake you up when it's your turn. He's done a thumbs up. Always useful on the podcast. <laughs> now on PC, August 27th. Survive your evolution in the Neogene Africa, starting 10 million years ago. Ancestors the Humankind Odyssey is a third person open world survival game where you explore, expand, and evolve to advance your clan to the next generation in the exciting new adventures from the creator of Assassin's Creed. The thinness of my voice at the end suggested I either ignored. I did ignore a comma. <laughs> Third rate. This game, Tom, has been getting a bit of a beating in the press. I've seen it getting fours and fives. Now, really? I haven't had the fortune of playing it I yet, saw a seven. But I've had the luxury of watching some exclusive playthroughs of this. Mm-hmm. It looks right up my street. It looks like it a does, great game. Yeah, it does look like your sort of game. It looks like a really cool game. So I, 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 I've read some of the reviews but I'm going to hold off hopefully some nice to haves and updates will come through from tomorrow. what I
1: saw of it it said uh, w- once you sort of mastered the survival element of the game it's a little bit too easy in a way but each time you die you have to relearn all those skills again oh really mm. huh. until you until
0: think. you can hard bake them I believe into your um, offspring and then oh, it can move forward. That's cool. It's not as simple, I don't think, as people realise. Yeah. Uh, and if they think they've finished the game, I doubt it. Mm-hmm. Um, next, do you want
1: to have a go? The Bard's Tale 4, director's cut, available on PS4 and Xbox on August the 27th. The Bard's Tale 4, director's cut, is a triumphant return of one of the most iconic RPG series of all time. Delve into a tactically rich combat system that rewards creativity, Solve puzzles to gain treasure and advantages and discover a beautifully crafted world. Mm-hmm. I don't know much about that one, but sounds quite good in the description. Never heard of Bard's Tale. I mean, we will get that T shirt as well. <laughs> never
0: heard of Bard's Tale, never played. We Mario could just Kart do a list T shirt,
1: couldn't we, of all the games I've never heard or played. It'd be I don't think we'd fit it on one T-shirt. It would need to be an XXXL. I can yeah. imagine
0: Devinzilla probably tripping over that a few times. Mm-hmm. Uh, control. So, which is your mummy mummy this week? Because I'm confused by you.
1: Um, oh, yeah, I see yeah, what you're, you're going go to go for. Okay, so you I'll take... Pick, this one.
0: No, I'm going to put... I don't want this. No, as in you can read it out if you want. Oh, I was going to say, ancestors be my mummy mummy. I'm going to read out Control. And... Okay. I told you we weren't going to muck about. I'd made a decent show. Me and James, the work experience boy, worked really hard. I've really worked hard on this script. I've worked hard. Quote, unquote. That's a deep cut. Probably from about two episodes ago. After a secretive agency. (laughs) This is Control. P.S. For PC and Xbox, August 27th. After a secretive agency in New York is evaded by another worldly threat, you become the new director, struggling to regain control. This supernatural third-person action-adventure will challenge you to master a combination of supernatural abilities, modifiable loadouts, and reactive environments while fighting
1: through a deep and unpredictable world. Tom, any other day of the week, that would probably be your mummy mummy. It would. It's made by uh, Remedy as well, who made the great Alan Wake. Just the mention of Alan Wake's actually put Lord Ponsonbrook's thumb up in the air. Has he? Yeah.
0: (laughs) He's a fan of the game. He's a fan of Bowie. He's a a, uh,
1: sort of aspiring novelist though, isn't he? So he he likes the Alan Wake angle. Be careful of the character traits you invent for our third-rate fictional characters because we need to remember
0: what we've said they do. Okay. Write that down. Well, Ponsonbrook's a novelist. Taste of Power, Taste of Power on PC, August twenty seventh. Good week for the PC listeners this week, Tom. All two of them
1: uh, Uh, on sale.
0: Taste of Power is a PC game about the confrontation of Europe, China, and Middle East in the alternative world of the Middle Ages. You need to build cities, learn technologies, and participate in large-scale battles and many unique warriors, artillery,
1: engineers, spies, and much more. Uh, World of Warcraft Classic on PC, August 27th. World of Warcraft Classic is a faithful recreation of the original World of Warcraft. Combat mechanics, original character models and skill trees all contribute to a truly authentic experience. So are they releasing that again? Just as a re-release? A faithful recreation, yeah. I think they've gone back
0: and remastered it. Ah. It looks great. I've heard there's some problems with, obviously World of Warcraft's big, it might not be on our uh, radar, yeah. but it's huge, and a lot of the servers are blocked because they're so full. Uh, wow. There's people having to wait hours to get signed in. Mm. Uh, it's gone off big time. That um, if you're a fan of World of Warcraft, you're thinking of picking that up. I would say maybe just wait a couple of weeks for the f- all the John mates who need to have a go on it first to die down, <laughs> so you can have your hardcore uninterrupted time on your
1: server. I've heard about this next one, uh, RecFest, PS4, Xbox, August 27th. RecFest is a demolition derby-themed racing game with soft-body damage modelling, sophisticated driving dynamics and in-depth vehicle upgrading, featuring both demolition derbies and more traditional track races. It's all about fun, breakneck racing and over-the-top crashes. Headspin? Yeah, my my mate told me about that. It sounded quite good, actually. It needs to be a budget release. Have you seen any footage of it? Because I've not. I didn't know whether it's. Mm, I've
0: seen, like, a. I think today when I was doing the preparation, yeah. I saw a little bit of footage of it. Uh-huh. I always just think that these Demolition Derby games they end up being very light on content. Yeah, there's only so much. So I always much wish do, the price there? could follow that through. So hopefully that's coming out at like mm. a twenty nine ninety nine game. I think it would sell gangbusters if it was. Yeah. Headspun, PC, PS4, Xbox, and Switch, August 28th. Headspun is an FMV stroke adventure hybrid set in Cortex the world of Theo Kavinsky's Broken Brain, a game about recovery, discovery, and and the ongoing battle between logic and emotion. Tom, I'm glad I didn't read that one out. I think I've just found the the back-of-the-box quote for the Unofficial Controller podcast. (laughs) An ongoing battle between logic and emotion. About recovery and discovery. The Unofficial Controller Podcast, a podcast about recovery,
1: discovery, and the ongoing battle between logic and emotion. Still that tagline. Monster Sanctuary out on the PC, August 28th. Monster Taming meets Metroidvania. Collect train and battle monsters in a lovely uh, side-view pixel world. Okay,
0: well. Bubsy, Paws on Fire, coming to the Switch, <laughs> home of all the crappy mascots. August 29th, from developers of Bit dot trip series comes Bubsy Paws on Fire the latest and greatest in Bobcat based gaming it's a Bobcat type of week isn't it it certainly is, I'm going to take this as well Heath Ho on PC and Switch August 29th Heath Ho takes up to four players with a simple goal, don't fall to your death, players will use their own two hands and the outstretched grip of their friends to grapple across each level on their way to victory Tom, before you pick out your very predictable mummy, mummy 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 What's the show that the what VHS movie or series are you going to
1: pull out for us to watch while the listeners go? Whoa, that was nostalgia. Uh, I'm picking out Conan the Barbarian and Conan the Destroyer double pack, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger and Grace Jones, a classic action '80s movie. Grace and Jones. one of the early ones of uh, Arnie's career.
0: When I'm whenever I'm on a diet, I just slap a picture of Grace Jones on the fridge lost my appetite immediately what a strange individual last week we had Xbox legal on
1: the phone Tom I've got a funny feeling
0: we're going to have Warner Brothers legal on the phone for that one
1: mumsy mumsy please may I have Astral Chain on the Switch no
0: moving on Blair Witch PC (laughs) Xbox no go on then you can have your moment in the sun with this game for
1: that handheld console no one plays this game is getting great reviews got to say Astral Chain on the Switch out August 30th which is this Friday uh, humanity's last chance against an interdimensional invasion is a special living weapon called the Legion. As a rookie officer in the elite police task force Neuron, you and your Legion will work together to solve cases and save humankind. The Astral Chain game gives you full control over two characters at once the thrilling, synergetic action, courtesy of Platinum Games. Alternate between several Legion types and skills to save the world your way. Astral Chain features character designs by the acclaimed manga artist Masa Kazoo Katsuru and marks the directional debut of Platinum Games' Takahisa Tahura, designer of Nier Automata. Uh, Automata. Automata. I played that as well. Hideki Kamiya director of the Bayonetta game and writer supervisor of the Bayonetta 2 game. I, I know a new series of T-shirts.
0: I've played it, but I can't say it.
1: Swoodekin, <laughs> <Sridican>, Sekiro, <laughs>
0: Nier Automata. <laughs> Near Automoto. Near
1: Automoto and Mario Kart. You're what very we... excited about that. I am. I think, I think you should stand up and pay attention to that a little bit and realise... Switch does have good individual exclusives. Good for a handheld game. (laughs) Blair Witch, PC, Xbox, August 30th. Inspired
0: by the cinematic lore of Blair Witch, experience a new story-driven psychological horror game that as your reactions to fear and stress. Can I take the next one as well? Yeah, sure. I'm I'm intrigued by this,
1: so I'd like to hear what you think of
0: it. I've seen Felix Poo de poo PewDiePie, as we know him, playing a bit of this. Uh, It looks just to carry on the formula there's not really much to say obviously so,
1: so this is a follow does it follow on from the story of the no, um it's not anything to do Can with you tell me the dawn. title of the original game until dawn until dawn so it's a new sort of story so do you just pick the choices for these characters or do you do actually any sort of proper gameplay or is it like an interactive book you know those books I'm on about where you right. make a choice? Six it questions.
0: Affects. Let me answer the first one. Yes, sorry. Oh, it was like you were still talking. And you were like, well, yeah, question five. Like, right, okay. Uh, yes, it's It it's made by the same people, Supermassive Games. Mm-hmm. It is uh, in the style of Until Dawn, mm-hmm. but it is a new story that's a multi-format release. Um, And these ones are being released as little standalone cinematic shorts. So when you play Until Dawn, you do move your character around with a stick as normal, or if you're playing on PC, you use it with the mouse and keys combination. You move the character around the physical space. I would say, in a way, it holds very close resemblance to the point-and-click games of the past. Yeah, Monkey Island, etc. Yeah, but totally straight-laced, within reason, and the story kind of interwinds itself. If you don't save character A... That means all this backfiller in the story that you would have worked out with him isn't yeah, there. It's, it's gone. And therefore a different route and with their games it's normally about saving a group of you and getting you out the end, all of you surviving. So if
1: you got down and you played the game terribly and ended up with like one or two survivors, yeah. is it a very short game? It would probably
0: still be the same length, but you would then work out <coughs> having only one, so you've yeah. seen the ending for one Survivor. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think I've seen the endings on Until Dawn two or three times. I wish I'd
1: done it with all of the characters, but I haven't. D- should I pick that up? Until Dawn? Yeah, it's one of the ones of When I originally got the PS4, you were recommending me the games, and I think I've got most of them. Uh, it's one I'd, I'd, I've yet to pick up, so... If you've...
0: What I would say to you is, depending on how long you've had PSN, you might yes. find it's you've,
1: you've got one on there, yeah. You might oh, there. last minute bit of news uh, Batman, Arkhamus, Arkham Knight, and uh, Darksiders 3, I believe. How many of the unofficial Controller Army are still around to hear that, do you think? All of them. Loyal till the end. Mm, 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 mm.
0: i tell you the only thing that brings a tear to my eye the people like Nintendo Brick Game are reaching out and saying, you know, keep good work. It does make say. the difference, doesn't it? It does. Lord Ponserbroy.
1: I have hopes that the what we've asked of the fans this week, it'll happen. He's just giving me death stares, but I'm not making eye contact, so it's not a problem. You know you've got that lazy eye. Yeah. I think he thought you were coming
0: on to him, so I think he's, <laughs> I think he's replaying those advances. Okay. where do we get to tell dark, us about the dark pictures dark pictures man of medan pc ps4 xbox august 30th the dark pictures anthology is a series of standalone branching cinematic horror games that can also be played online with a friend that's a cool feature that they've added since until dawn
1: oh, in man of yeah. medan
0: five friends set sail on a holiday diving trip that soon changes into
1: something much more sinister the one last question I'll ask you about that game because I don't feel I've asked you enough mm-hmm. uh, have you got an idea of price point on that is it a budget release hmm I don't, I don't know. remember it, I don't remember until Dawn being overly expensive it but, was never expensive yeah. this will be I reckon it's price the same Okay. It, uh, here's my guess
0: and we don't normally guess it's about £15 I feel like we should play that through
1: some of that it'll be good I'll be well up for that okay what you got uh, Remothered: Tormented Fathers, Fathers out on the Switch, August 30th. <laughs> Remothered: Tormented Fathers is the pure and realistic survival horror video game. That was a bit of Lincolnshire dialect coming out there. You too, right? Root Letter: Last Answer, PS4, Switch, a Europe release. No
0: confirmation for an American one. Uh, August 30th, a mystery adventure which is solved by using two visual features: live action and illustrations.
1: That about wraps it well, up. Well, that I was more
0: Ponterbro saying. You better hurry up because I ain't got enough budget for you to have a show this long two times in a row. Has he not? No. Well wow. what are you hoping to
1: play? Uh, Astral Chain. Um, and and maybe finish sort of first play through a Fire Emblem would be good. I kind of want to get that finished before, but it's the the window is closing as in. I'm Neither probably. of those are going to happen then either, are they? This have not got as much time anymore. think of all the times I made... I made time. Now you look back through your memory and you're like, that guy was hardcore. What come, come to this midnight launch with us, boy, please. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Okay. And then I'll meet you online. B. Be- what is this? This is incoherent rambling. It is.
0: The sort of thing a drunken man would do. So you're <laughs> going to play those two games... And what I'm are gonna, you going to play? I'm gonna finish Yakuza Kwami too. I'm I'm over halfway through. Surely it's gonna drop this week.
1: And then pick up uh the Man, Man of Medan pictures.
0: possibly. Uh and what was that other one? Oh yeah, that's on forex its gaming PC. I don't think the
1: green screen's gonna run that. No. Give it a try though. Yeah. Tom. And that's all we have time for you this week, listeners.
0: No, don't 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 ruin it. Don't ruin it. Rewind. That's all we have time for this week, listeners. As always, thank you for your time. We look forward to the pleasure of speaking to you again next week. Until then, happy gaming. And remember, there's nothing wrong with being given the unofficial controller. It's what you do with it that counts. Tom, hopefully, if the unofficial controller army assembles, I'll see you next week. In the top ten. If not, we'll probably meet here again, but without the microphones. Yeah. Play games and talk to. about them. As we used to. <laughs> Lord Ponsilbury. Thank you for curating the show. Listeners, we'll see you soon. Cheers. See you.